are listening to SpecScript. Today's episode, Seinfeld, written by Laser M. Weber. What's the deal with our second anniversary show? Are you ready to start? SpecScript! Alrighty, welcome to our two-year anniversary show. Too clear, too fallout. This, uh, it's, this is still that? You know what? Who cares? Uh, okay. I do. Um, welcome to uh, Specstrip. Y'all have already been here who are in the physical audience, but the listeners at home, welcome to the podcast where a comic writes an episode of a TV show they've never seen, and then a bunch of beautiful people read it aloud on stage and bring it to life with zest, spice, and everything good in life. Uh, Could it work? We're about to find out. Oh, yeah. So we have a fun episode today. Uh, we have... Seinfeld. Somebody, I know, Seinfeld. Because it's a two-year anniversary show, we gotta go big, baby. Uh, And uh, Seinfeld is pretty dang big. And this is like a person who never saw Seinfeld in reruns when it was live and a week ago even. Uh, (laughs) Not even a week ago. Yeah, so uh, this person is uh, Laser M. Weber, who uh, many of you may know is one of of the double clicks. Uh, Yeah. Um, a wonderful, wonderful icon of Portland geek culture and just culture in general. Uh, a previous writer who wrote our Frasier episode, which is choice. Listen to it on all podcasting platforms. Uh, they need to get out more. Uh, <laughs> or get in more. Yeah, yeah get in more, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Do we need to pitch in on Laser's uh, Netflix subscription? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, any hoozles. Uh, so yeah, we got a great and we got a great cast today. This cast is filled with uh, a bunch of amazing people. Uh, a cast entirely made up of beloved icons of Specscript Pass and Sam Talent, and uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, um, and this is a second anniversary show. It's Naval Gazing AF. So uh, what we're gonna do is for the listeners at home, uh, we are going to say our name, the character we're playing, and. A favorite moment of Spec Script Past. Uh, so, because most of you... Sam? Family, yeah. <laughs> uh, it might be easier for him. Uh, That's true. He's only got one episode to pull from. Uh, so, hi. I am Chris Hottamy. I am playing Kramer Gulp. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, my favorite memory of Spec Script, there are so many, but it has to have been during uh, our most recent Halloween episode, during Jaron George's episode of Twilight Zone, when uh, he uh, broke down laughing at a joke he wrote. Uh, <laughs> that was mine, man. Come on. You can my co- memory. You can copy it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I feel the same. Who's next? Um, hello. I'm Carolyn Maine. I'm going to uh, play uh, Yikes, the uh, soup fascist <laughs> Nazi. I'm sorry. The soup national socialist. <laughs> The soup, very fine person. The, the, the soup. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with calling them a nationalist? I'm Charlie Kirk. Uh, the soup proud boy, am I right? <laughs> Ashamed of this soup now. The soup YouTuber. Uh-huh. <laughs> soup tube. Soup tuber. <laughs> this is the soup we're all in, and I'm sorry. Uh, I've had soup a soup pie. Okay. I'm oh. <laughs> oh, real gamer moment, Shane. Um, <laughs> Heated gamer moments. <laughs> Uh, I'm so happy to be on SpecScript now and some of the other times I have a lot to choose from. It's been amazing. I'm going to go with the time I made a guest celebrity do a three-page monologue about horse birth. Oh, that was great. That was great. 
Hi, I'm Allison Dennis, and I'll be playing Newman. Woo! <laughs> and uh, I think my, my favorite uh, spec script memory is when Witchwife uh, chopped up Hollywood Chris Hotomy's top knot and stuffed it in his mouth. <laughs> I have that hair in my purse with me. <laughs> Still haven't gotten over that. Uh, I'm Lydia Manning. I'm going to be playing the role of Elaine. And my favorite spec script memory was my first spec script, Natalie Holt's Game of Thrones. And my mom was there. (laughs) You should all meet my mom. She's the best. Uh, My name is Steven Wilbur. I will be performing the part of Jerome Seinfeld. Uh, (laughs) And my my favorite spec script memory is that goddamn uh, Sons of Anarchy episode where Matt Gubser just made up every every line of dialogue he had made up his did not go script. by the script at all. It didn't just dist- totally destroy momentum at all. Banned Gubser. Hi, I'm Alexandra Jade. I'll be playing uh, waitress. Uh, yeah, that spec script was hard because all my lines were immediately after his and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, my favorite spec script moment, I think it's just like the first spec script because that's when I met Chris. Uh, <laughs> and now I whooped his ass. Uh, but like, he became one of my best friends, trademark. Uh, and I, it's like opened up so many wonderful doors for me and I'm so glad he's in my life. Aww. <laughs> Yes, please clap. Uh, my name is Tiffany McGuire. I am playing Jerry's therapist. Therapist. Uh, my favorite episode of Spec Script, uh, or my favorite moment, was probably my first episode ever, which was for Mad Men. Uh, Don Draper was played by the incomparable Kirsten Kupenbender, and uh, Peggy, Lydia Manning, had just asked... Don Draper, a very thoughtful question, and uh, Kirsten slash Don's response was, well, you eager little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It made my whole year. It was wonderful. Hey, everybody. It's me, Sam Talent, spec script favorite. Uh, (laughs) I'll be playing the role of John Mulaney, of course. You guys remember him from Seinfeld. Uh, And I think, you know, there's so many memories with spec script, but... uh, I think my favorite one was uh, was last night at about 11:30 uh, when Chris asked me to do the show. So <laughs> that's that's definitely my favorite one. All right. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Jaron George. Uh, I'll be playing uh, um, Jason Alexander. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I feel. It's a joke on me. Okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because Alexander's a first name and George is a first name. Oh, Oh. perhaps. Ah. Thinker, okay. Jason and Jaren. Yeah, the J's. Okay, you get it. Okay. Me. Hey, um... My favorite moment, yeah, Chris mentioned it. Yeah, I laughed at one of my characters because I wrote a fucking script and I laughed. What was the joke, Jaron? Tell them what the joke was. It was one of the best jokes in the script. I I told... (laughs) 
And I, and I forgot about it. That's why I laughed, because I had the spirit in me, and everyone felt it. I'll say this completely in earnest, Jaron. Every time you've read on Spec Script, you have been a killer. And I've loved your performances for everything. What? All right. That's all I need. Move along. <laughs> That's been our show. Uh, uh, I'm Shane Hosey. I'll be playing the narration slash stage direction. Uh, I think my favorite moment of spec script was when I got the opportunity to write my first script, which was The Walking Dead. Uh, cast one of my one of my great greatest oldest friends, Nick Gones, uh, who's, uh, who's <laughs> moved away. Who's moved away? I kind of lost connection with Dino Stamatopoulos was on that episode, yeah. and my car broke down. And I couldn't make it. <laughs> I was trapped between Seattle and Portland, pretty much equidistant. My friends from Seattle had to come down to pick us up and then drive us to Portland, and uh, never got that car back. It died. It was total. But I listened to the recording. It sounded like a great episode. Everyone had a fun time. Well, if uh, you haven't listened to the podcast, those are some good recommendations. Uh, y'all ready to start? Spectrum! Today's episode, The Pillows, a very good episode of Seinfeld by Laser Melina Weber. Interior, stand-up comedy club, night, scene one. Jerry Seinfeld, a man, stands on a stage in front of an audience doing comedy. I don't get it. I walk up... (laughs) Don't, don't. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't do this. <laughs> All in the script. I don't get it. I walk up to the counter and order a coffee, and the girl's like, just a minute. Just a minute. Thunderous applause and laughter come from the audience. I'm standing here right now. I need my coffee. You can't just halt my life for you. I wait 60 seconds, then I say, coffee, please. The audience dies with laughter. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, I'm on the phone. What the heck? It's my turn for attention, right? (laughs) Interior therapist's office, day. Jerry Seinfeld, a man from the 1990s, enters the office of a therapist. The therapist sits on an overstuffed chair holding a yellow notepad and a sharp pencil. Come on in, Mr. Seinfeld. Have a seat. Whoa, 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 whoa there. Jerry points at the couch with astonishment. The therapist's couch has four regular-sized throw pillows on it. What is wrong? How am I supposed to sit down with all these pillows here? (laughs) You can move those over. But there are like a million of them. I'm paying for this time. You better not have me started on the clock yet. Um, sure. Do you want me to move them? There are only four. Stick with a brain doctoring, Doc. <laughs> okay, I moved the pillows. Can you have a seat now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I need you to tell me what kind of person has four throw pillows on the couch. It's like a conspiracy of pillows! I'm a therapist. It's just to create a homey environment. 
Plus, throw pillars are very on trend right now. What kind of home has that many pillows? <laughs> if people aren't supposed to sleep here, this is a therapist's office. At most, people are here, what, an hour? An hour ten? They're particularly messed up and you're bored? <laughs> Honestly, Jerry, you're thinking about it much more than I ever did. Why don't you sit down and we'll start over? Uh, it's not even a couch, really. It's basically a love seat. Four pillows? I can make a whole chair out of these pillows. Do you want to talk about the pillows, Jerry? Ah, this is ridiculous. I don't need a pillow, doctor. I'm out of here. <laughs> Interior, the restaurant, day. Later that day, Jerry and his friends Elaine and Jason Alexander sit at their regular booth in a New York City diner. And then the therapist kicked me out! <laughs> a therapy? Are they even allowed to do that? I thought they had to keep you there till you're not crazy anymore. Hey! Therapy isn't just for crazy people. Hey, now, this is the 90s. I'm just stigmatizing the mental illness as much as I want. By the way, have you noticed I'm deeply sad all the time? I blame women. <laughs> hey, guys, it's time to pay attention to me. Hey, we have problems, too. Yeah, I'm way over my head, losing all my money on this new business. Uh, is it another pyramid scheme? <laughs> Probably, knowing me, I'm so foolish. A waitress approaches the table. <sighs> I drew the short straw and I have to wait on you three mean people tonight. How can I help you? Now, sweetheart, <laughs> what are your feelings on throw pillows? <laughs> Fuck, I don't care, I don't wanna be mocked. Hey, answer the question. I know you know the answer to. I was told <laughs> I was told if I display any sort of opinion or behavior, the three of you would mock me behind my back, but it will be so loud that everyone can hear it. Hey, who told you that? If it was Judy, she's a big fat. Please just tell me what food you want so I can leave. Three pancakes, sweet cheeks. <laughs> and I'll tell you to I'll tell you our drink order. If you tell me how it feels, you think you go on a couch. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, pillows are pretty on trend right now. Five? Whoa, 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 five? I mean, five. Three coffees. And make them strong. <laughs> the waitress escapes the table with great relief. Jerry talks loudly so everyone in the down <laughs> diner can hear. Hey, you all haven't even asked me about my week. Jerry and Jason Alexander sit silently for a few moments, thinking about themselves. <laughs> hey, I'm dating a new guy, and he's so young. Isn't that weird? <laughs> How young? How young? Like, are we talking 21 or like 19? Uh, also, how old are we supposed to be in this show? Like, anybody remember my character's name? <laughs> uh, 
I think we're in our 30s, Jason Alexander! Guess not! No, he's not like young. I think he's our age. But he seems like he's of a future generation. What does that even mean? If you let me keep talking, that was literally the next thing I was going to say. God, you're so shrill! <laughs> Exterior, New York City, day. This next scene takes place two days ago. A title on the screen says, two days ago. <laughs> Elaine walks quickly on a busy New York sidewalk. She has a small coffee stain on the front of her white business jacket. Yeah, go ahead, take a look, everybody. I'm a real sloppy Susan. Elaine wades through people who are pretty much ignoring her. She stands still in the middle of a crowd. Don't judge me. You don't know me. You don't know me. The crowd pushes Elaine along since she was obstructing traffic for no particular reason. She is pushed past some shops. There are loud, there's a loud noise and flashing lights, fizzes and sparks. Elaine turns a corner around a phone booth and runs into a tall man about her age. Oh, hello. <laughs> I, I didn't see you there. You ran right into me, but you, you don't seem mad. Oh, you know. I was using this phone booth, as one does, and I walked out and you were right here in front of me. If you don't mind me saying so, you look like you've been having quite the day. You know, I have. Why don't you tell me about it over a cup of warm New York City coffee? What a sweetheart. Yes, please. Interior, Jerry's apartment, day. All sorts of base people. Back to the regular plot of a few days later. We're finally in the famous Seinfeld apartment. This probably should have happened earlier, but who are you to judge? There are a bunch of cabinets in the kitchen, but they're all open so you can see all the brands super clearly. There are Cheerios, Lay's potato chips, and Diet Pepsi on the shelves. Doesn't that sound delicious? At the commercial, why don't you go to the kitchen and help yourself with some Lay's potato chips and a crisp, cold Diet Pepsi? Jane and Elaine enter the apartment. So are you going to get your money back for the therapy session? No, the therapist said they'd call me. <laughs> we can do it over the phone. What? Jerry turns around to see that his apartment is full of throw pillows. <laughs> there are at least 20 stacked on his couch, table, and so on. What? Cut to commercial. And we're back from commercial and still in Jerry's apartment. What? And just then, Kramer enters. He staggers in like he was running full speed toward the room and forgot he'd encounter a door when he arrived. The audience cheers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, my pillows got here. Kramer, these are yours? Yeah, Jerry. Uh, hey, thanks for letting me keep them here. They were cheaper in bulk, so I got 24 pillows. Aren't they great? Such good stitching. 
Ooh, look at this one. It brings out my eyes. Aren't I beautiful? A pause as the men ignore Elaine. <laughs> you can't keep these pillows here. How am I supposed to sit down? Well, they're just pillows, Jerry. You can't sit on them or move them over. They aren't particularly heavy. They're on trend, Jerry. Plus, they spark joy. (laughs) I think my life is full of too much negativity, and I want it to be positive. I want my possessions to reflect my inner desires. Now you just sound stupid. (laughs) Hey, I just had the wildest date with that guy I was telling you about. He ordered tuna fish at breakfast. (laughs) Elaine, we don't have the time to judge the guy you're seeing. There's some Okay, I'm just going to take a couple of these back to my place to lay down and watch 1990s television. Thanks, Jerry. Kramer and Elaine both leave Jerry's apartment. He looks around exasperatedly, and then his phone rings. It's his therapist. Jerry, are you ready to talk about your relationship with your friends and finding joy? Oh, screw you! (laughs) Jerry hangs up the phone, and the scene ends. Interior, restaurant, day. Three hours earlier, Elaine and her date are at the restaurant in the middle of a conversation. And then I blow-dried my hair. And then I put eyeliner on. And then I put my shoes on. Oh, that was hard, because I couldn't find the left one. And then I came here. Wow. (laughs) What a detailed description of your day. Aw, thank you. You're the only person who's ever really asked me about myself. I feel like a queen. Oh, you deserve it. Your friends sound like real assholes. (laughs) I hope I can meet them sometime. It is the 90s. (laughs) I drew this short straw again. They told me you aren't as mean when you're by yourself. What'll you have? I'll have the salad. Dressing on the side, please. I don't want my hair to get too greasy. Looking at you just reminded me that. (laughs) Are you sure people on this show aren't this openly hostile? We aren't sure. And we apologize to any Seinfeld fans in the audience. I've heard it's a very good show. (laughs) Next, Elaine's date orders. A tuna fish sandwich for me. I haven't seen this show either. No problem. At this moment, Elaine makes some exaggerated, well, that was weird, faces, while John is looking the other way. Is something wrong? No. Where were we? Well, I actually have a pretty important mission I wanted to talk to oh, you about. Oh, that's right. I didn't tell you about my walk here. I decided to walk down 7th Avenue. Can you believe it? End of scene. Interior. Soup. Soup. Place. Evening. <laughs> The next day, Jerry, Jason Alexander, and Kramer go to the place the soup is to get some soup. This place is a fucking dump. Why do we go here? I'm just hungry and sad and broke. Let's eat. What do you want? (laughs) Some of your delicious chicken noodles, please. Soup coming up. I'll have the same. You can't have this soup. <laughs> what the hell? Give me my damn soup. It is not your soup. Next. Could I have some tomato soup? Here is soup. 
ohne Faser and immer grint in New York City. I don't have a lot of choices in my life, but I can decide to let myself be threatened. Or I can decide to let myself be treated only with respect. All right, Oprah. <laughs> but in 15 years, I'm leaving you a negative Yelp review. Nine. Are you done harassing people in the service industry? We got a great table. Thanks for meeting, uh, thanks for meeting me here, guys. Here's the deal. I'm in way over my head and I need your help. What is it, Jason Alexander? <laughs> this guy in a suit told me if I'm starting selling stuff for him, I could make $300 in a week. And this is the 90s. So it's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no arguments here. But by the way, this soup is delicious. Want some, Jerry? Nine, nine, nine. That soup is not his soup. Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> but now I'm stuck with all this product. I can't sell. They just say this. Um, they just say if I don't go down to the docks tonight. I get a whole new shipment. They're gonna sell my house. They're gonna take my house, you guys. Oh, well, bud, uh, I can't buy any more pillows. Jerry house is full. Wait, what? Wait. You're selling throw pillows? <laughs> They're on trip. So it is a conspiracy. A conspiracy of comfort, Jerry. <laughs> I'll help you, Jason Alexander. I'll go to the docks with you. I'll pretend to be your lawyer. There's no way this is legal. Nine, nine, nine. You better not be having the soup over there. That is not okay with me. Interior taxi evening. That night, Jerry, Jason Alexander, and Kramer ride in a taxi. The taxi has a lot of throw pillows in it, which makes the already crammed ride even more crammed. Jerry is talking to his therapist on a cell phone the size of the S volume of an encyclopedia, which is to say, very big. And how does that make you feel? How do I feel about throw pillows suffocating all of New York City? I feel bad about it, Simon! Please call me Dr. Ingram. There's no need to yell. I'm genuinely trying to help you. Ah, uh, you're just doing it for money! I mean, at this point, yes. But this is your last chance to get your money's worth, so why don't you give it a shot? Should we be here for this? <laughs> just act like you can't hear. Therapy is private. It seems like the pillows are creating frustration for you. Can you describe exactly how you feel, and can you think of the first time that you felt this way? Did your parents have throw pillows, Jerry? Oh yeah, didn't, do you tell us your parents just got some throw pillows a couple months ago? They got, um, they got them when they did that big remodel where you took down all those photos of you. Then you told, um, then they told you that you were inv invited to their holiday party? Shh, Jason, we're not supposed to be able to hear. 
Did George say something? <laughs> you know what? We made it to the docks. Gotta go, Doc. Thanks for nothing. Mm-hmm. Jerry, Kramer, and Jason Alexander all get out of the cab, pay without tipping, and approach the docks. <laughs> it's a theme tonight. <laughs> it should be around here somewhere. They said to meet in this warehouse by the docks. Remember the plan. I'm your lawyer, and I'll handle this because you're weak-willed and depressing. (laughs) True. (laughs) The men walk into a big warehouse, which is stacked floor-to-ceiling with throw pillows, thin blankets, plaster statues, and other useless housewares. The warehouse looks a little bit like a supervillain's lair mixed with a Pier 1 imports. There are lit candles and lots of decorative accessories. Suddenly, from behind a shipping container, a shadowy figure steps out. Hello, Jerry. Whoa, 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 whoa! Beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, 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 Go to commercial. And we're back from commercial. Hello, Jerry. Whoa, 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 whoa! The shadowy figure is Newman, the bad guy from Jurassic Park. I should have known it was you. Of course it's me. I'm evil. <laughs> Kramer. Kramer. Oh, Kramer. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> uh, aren't you a mailman, Newman? <clears throat> what are you doing running a throw pillow pyramid scheme? The writer isn't sure if Newman is a mailman. They think they saw that once, but it, it could have been a dream or another show with the same actor in it. Let's say he's sometimes a mailman. (laughs) Sure, I am sometimes a mailman, but people are so mean to folks like me in service industry type jobs. So I try to get a little exploitation of white collar workers in on the side. I have a lot of anger built up. This is not a healthy way to deal with that. Are you still on, Dr. Ingram? My cell phone bill is gonna be enormous! Sorry, I'll hang up now. Ah, well, Jerry, I can't pretend to um I can't pretend to be my lawyer. Newman already knows you. And that's you're a professional stand-up comedian. That doesn't make this right. This man is flooding Manhattan with throw pillows, and I won't stand for it! He also took advantage of our friend, Jason Alexander. Uh, sure, but everybody does that. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> Before this fight starts, do you have any paisley in here? Something uh, with a matching throw? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Back in the fourth row. You're gonna pay for this, Newman. Jerry picks up a throw pillow and lunges at Newman. They begin wrestling. It's sort of a pillow fight, and the pillow fight was between two impotently angry men instead of between a fictional teenage girls. The man, the men yell as they hit each other. I hate you, Jerry. I hate you, Newman. I'm jealous of the wealth you accumulate without having to work very hard. Jerry grabs several pillows from a nearby stack, causing a domino-like collapse of large pillow pyramid, which lands on a lit candelabra. The pillows go up in flames, starting an immediate, uncontrollable fire. The men continue wrestling, oblivious to the danger. I had a bad relationship with my parents and myself! (laughs) I, I wish people would treat me with respect, and because they don't, I have lost my respect for humanity and myself! 
I'm getting out of here because I'm a coward! Sirens are heard. The room fills with smoke. I wish I could love! I wish I could love myself! Interior, jail, night. Later that night, Newman, Jerry, and Jason Alexander are locked in a jail cell. They sulk, covered in ash from the fire, and their normally tightly creased 90s clothes are rumpled. Uh, at, at least I don't have to sell pillows anymore. And I'm going to get the insurance money from that fire. Seems like that worked out for everyone but Jerry. I'm going to sue you. Ah, uh, this jail cell sucks. This bench is hard as a board. It's just a board, actually. The service here is terrible. A cop approaches the cell. You have guests. They haven't been agreed to bail you out yet. <laughs> Elaine and her boyfriend, John, approach the cell. Hey, what happened, guys? Could you stop yelling? <laughs> what, are you hungover? I'm not yelling. I'm not hungover. I just assumed you were yelling. <laughs> she wasn't yelling. <laughs> See, you know what, Jerry? You guys don't treat me with respect. You never listen to me talk about my day, and you're always telling me I'm annoying. Sure, I am annoying, but we all are. That's our whole thing. I mean, look at Jason Alexander. Well, I'm just helpless and sad. I'm just pretty sure my character has a name. Is it Greg or something? Oh, shut up, Jason Alexander. <laughs> it's George. Thank you! Jason Alexander begins crying. <laughs> Jerry ignores him and turns to Elaine. Okay, fine, Elaine. How was your day? Who is this guy with you? He looks young, but somehow the same age as you. Oh, hello. I'm John Mullaney. I'm a time traveler from the future. I've come back to the 1990s from 2019 to find you, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry, what? I thought you were in love with me. No, I was just being polite. <laughs> You're a time traveler? Why didn't you tell me? You literally never asked me anything about myself, ever. That does sound like me. <laughs> Why would you come back to see Jerry? He's an asshole. Well, that's exactly why I'm here. In the future, we've noticed that Jerry gets worked up over basically nothing, and most of your problems could be solved by just talking to each other. Oh, come on. What's the deal with this guy? Am I right, unnamed police officer? My name is Officer Louis Anderson. I'm a whole person. And I agree with the time traveler. Sure, I'm a strong person who has to display vulnerability in tough situations. But the amount of masculinity in this cell is toxic. <laughs> the cop leaves John to handle the situation. I've come back to this moment in time to try to get you to go back to therapy. 
You could be funny without ridiculing women or people in the service industry. If you just learn to live within your own feelings. You're a very funny guy, Jerry Seinfeld. And your show is extremely good and your stand-up is iconic, but I think a little empathy would make it even better. I still can't believe you lied to me. I'm sorry, Elaine, but I didn't lie to you. I walked out of a time machine and you didn't even blink. You just talked nonstop. You didn't even ask my name. Oh. Only if you agree to go back to see Dr. Angram and actually try this time. Okay, fine. Officer Louis Anderson, <laughs> I'll pay the bill. Oh, excellent. It'll just take me a minute to process the paperwork. In the meantime, since John Mulaney was so polite, I got y'all some throw pillows to make you more comfortable. <laughs> As the credits roll, there is one final scene. Once again, Jerry is doing stand-up comedy at a club. So yeah, then my parents replaced me with throw pillows. The audience laughs. Okay, Jerry. Hey, I brought free pillows. Free, free throw pillows for everyone. Oh. And baby, I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. End of show. They're calling again. <laughs> Thank you, Seattle. We love you. <laughs> Everybody that has been Max the Pillows, written by Laser M. Weber. Give it up for your amazing cast. You got Carolyn Maine, Allison Dennis, Lydia Manning, Stephen Wilbur, Alexandra Jade, 
Tiffany McGuire, Sam Talent, Jaron George, that's Shane Hosey over there, that's Chris Hanami, the other host. Give it up for Laser M. Weber, wrote a great script. Um, we're gonna uh, give it up for uh, Shannon Hunt running the door. Give it up for Lee Cox filming, and uh, give it up for Ryan in the sound booth. Um, we're here every second Sunday, and our year is going to be bigger and better than ever because we're going to uh, Bellingham, and we're going to Seattle, and we're going to LA, and we're going to Sacramento, and we're going to Ohio, and we're gonna go to New Hampshire, and we're gonna go to Washington D.C. Yeah! You know, like, share, subscribe, you know all that bullshit. Uh, we got merch in the back if you want it. Totes made by my mom, weed grinders, stickers, and t-shirts. Holler at me if you want that. Uh, if you want to be involved, talk to me. All right, peace out, love ya. Thank you for listening to SpecScript. Check out our next live episode on April 14th as Phil Schalberger writes Mr. Ed for Shane's birthday. What?